And that was a shocking statement at the time because they said, who can forgive sins but God alone? And you can see Jesus sort of nodding along with that question. You know, people will tell you that Jesus never in the Gospels claims to be God. That's just not true. Here he is doing it right here. He does it on almost every page. Here he says, I have the authority to forgive sins. Jesus, the incarnate word, God in the flesh, had that authority, for he was indeed both God and man. And then finally we see in the scriptures that Jesus had authority over his own life and death. John chapter 10, verse 17. He says, I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. Watch this. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. Well, what do we do with all this? Well, notice, first of all, just how unique Jesus is. Some people say Jesus was just a wise teacher. Well, a wise teacher would never have said all of these things. And if we are to engage him as simply a wise teacher, we could say, yeah, but there have been other wise teachers over the course of history. Maybe we can take a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this. But the Bible does not seem to give us that option when it comes to Jesus. Here at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Okay, so that's the authority of Jesus in Scripture. What does that mean for you and me? How does the authority of Jesus change you? Well, we have to sort of think to ourselves, what does it mean for somebody to have authority over somebody else? What does it mean to have somebody have authority over you? Well, in part, it means they get to tell you what to do. Now, most people don't like other people telling them what to do, and this might not come as a surprise to anyone, but your humble preacher does not like it when people tell me what to do. Uh, this even includes medical advice. I used to have a good trick. I'm getting better, but I used to have this good, good trick where if I got medical advice from like a traditional doctor or nurse, I'd think to myself, well, yeah, that person is trained in traditional Western medicine, so they have to say that. Uh, but I fancy myself more of a holistic person. But then if I got advice from like a nutritionist or a holistic person, I would think to myself, well, yeah, but that person's not even a doctor, so. <laughs> Try to play both ends against the middle, right? And Jesus, on the other hand, does not simply want to tell us what to do, although he does. I mean, the Gospels are filled with his commandments, which are good and perfect and beautiful, and they are for our own good and flourishing. But more than that, Jesus wants to be at the center of our lives. We've talked about this before. Jesus does not simply want to be at the top of a list of priorities. He wants to be right in the middle, at the center of our lives. There was a television show, a game show, that I saw when I was growing up, and maybe you saw this many years ago, called uh, Hollywood Squares. Is Hollywood Squares still on television? I don't know. But the way it works is you have nine different celebrities and they help people answer the questions. And in the middle is one celebrity who is the center square. And I guess you can tell what generation people are from if you ask them, who was your center square? Do I have any volunteers? Paul Lynn. Somebody said that at the last service. Well, for me, it was Whoopi Goldberg. Center square on Hollywood squares. What's the point? Jesus, if you will, wants to be your center square. 
He wants to be at the center of everything. And that's part of what it means for him to have authority in my life and in your life. I remember when I first started to put Jesus at the center of my life. I mean, I had been raised in the church and grew up attending St. John's in Norwood, Massachusetts. But it was really at Christian summer camp where it began to be real to me that Jesus Christ knows everything about me. The good and the bad and the in-between and the ugly. And Jesus Christ loves me unconditionally. And he loves me so much that he would die on a cross for my sins so that I could be with him forever. And I began to think, well, then this Jesus surely deserves to be at the center of my life. Now, there have been ups and downs since then. I haven't always been able to put Jesus at the center of my life. But this process, this salvation and sanctification, has happened to millions and even billions of people over the course of time. It's hopefully happened to all of you. Or maybe you're thinking about it happening to you at this season right now in your life. I remember a man who went to the Alpha course. This was years ago at a different church. His name was Kevin. And he showed up to the Alpha course and he didn't look happy to be there. He would sit in the small group with his arms folded like this and his brows sort of furrowed like this. And after two weeks, nobody wanted to be in a small group with Kevin. You know, he um, rode a bike to Alpha because his driver's license had been taken away. He was at a tough spot in his life. But over, he kept coming, and over the course of the course, his arms sort of changed from this to be like this, and his face changed from this to kind of be like this. I had the opportunity to lay hands on him on the Holy Spirit Day and pray that he be filled with the Holy Spirit. And by the end of the course, I mean, Kevin was still kind of a tough cookie, but I'll tell you one thing, everybody wanted to be in a small group with Kevin. And I think that's because when you sense that God is working in someone's life, you want to be close to that person. There's an attractiveness there. Bishop Robert Barron puts it this way, quote, to surrender to the greater authority is to walk the most dramatic of the ways of holiness coming to terms with the fact that our lives are not about us. And when we do, we are then sent to do the work of Jesus. We are sent to do the work of Jesus. Well, that leads us to number three. How does Jesus' authority change the world? See, it's always important to remember that Christianity is not just a philosophy or a belief system. Christianity is a worldwide movement started all the way back in the beginning of the Bible when God called a people to himself, the people of Israel, to be a light to the nations. And through the patriarchs and the matriarchs and the prophets, God's word and God's light went out to the whole world. Go back to our text here, the Great Commission. I promise this will be the last homework that I make you do. It says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me so that, what? What's the next word in the passage? There really should be a comma here instead of a period. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go. Go, therefore. And so the Great Commission depends on the authority of Jesus Christ, and the authority of Jesus Christ is what creates the Great Commission. One Bible commentator says it this way, quote, the basis for the words of commission is the claim 
of the risen Jesus that all authority has been given to him by God. The lowly Son of Man has been enthroned as the exalted Son of Man. His resurrection was not only his vindication, but his enthronement. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot, but it partly means that if Jesus is not who he says he is, then the Great Commission doesn't have much weight. Maybe it doesn't matter at all. You know, it's like if somebody says to you, you're under arrest, it makes a big difference whether or not that person is a police officer. Let you think about that for a second. But Jesus is who he says he is. And he says all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him, therefore go. And the Great Commission extends from there. He also says in John chapter 10, excuse me, John chapter 12, I, when I am lifted up, will draw the whole world to myself. You remember that? It means that Jesus has plans for the whole world. He wants to save the whole world. He wants to draw it to himself in his cosmic embrace. And you and I, lowly sinners that we are, have been recruited into that world-changing, world-saving movement. And friends, that's what we mean by mission. That's what we mean by commission. That more and more people like that man, Kevin, would come to Alpha Course and have their hearts and minds changed for the glory of God and the welfare of his people. Thomas Oden, another Bible scholar, writes that the church does not merely have a mission. It is a mission. The church does not elicit mission, but rather mission elicits, awakens, and empowers the church. God's mission embraces all that the church is and does, and its life in the world. Which means, as you may have heard before, that the church is the only institution in the world that exists primarily for the benefit of people who are not part of it. Yet. Try to bring this in for a landing here. I recently got an email from Richard and Catherine Ranger. It's a group email. And as some of you might know, Richard and Catherine are members here of All Saints Church, and they are missionaries in Uganda. They live at Uganda Christian University. And they were talking about some of the things that they're doing. They shared pictures. And one of the things that they said is that much of their work involves encouraging other people, young and old, uh, students and faculty, whether they're teaching or leading a small group or helping on the campus. So So much of what they do is about encouraging other people and sharing the light and life of Christ with them. And so it just struck me that this cosmic authority of Jesus Christ has filtered all the way down to a little plastic kitchen table in a brick house where the rangers live on the campus of Uganda Christian University, where they are able to do the daily and blessed work of sharing the light and love of Christ with all whom they encounter. And their little slice of the kingdom of God. They get to participate in that cosmic authority of Jesus Christ, which is commissioning them to literally change the world. And it's the same for you, it's the same for me, and so the question for all of us is, what are we going to do with the little slice of the world that God has placed us in? 
Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. I speak to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.